Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right, you're listening to Money FM 89.3 and it's now time for Market View where we take a look at how the Singapore stock market is likely to end for the day, the biggest movers, sectors and companies to watch. But as always, a quick recap of how we started. Well, Singapore shares opened weaker today, uh, following overnight losses in global markets as surging treasury yields weighed on investor sentiment. Now, in early trade, we do see the Straits Times Index heading down 1.1% to 3,150. Seven points after some 145 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now, while numbers on the SGX are still firming up, here's what we are looking at for now. The Straits Times Index currently down 1.43% and we are looking at 3,146 points. In terms of value turnover, that's 1.25 billion Sing dollars. Now, gainers trope loses 208 versus 421. Top five movers by value we have here DBS, UOB. Singtel, OCBC and Citrium. And heavily traded securities included Citrium, Thai Beverage and Singtel. Now in terms of companies to watch, we do have engineering firm Advance because uh, CIAS or the Securities Investors Association Singapore yesterday raised questions over why the firm's capital reduction exercise appears to have failed. Now elsewhere from more on General Motors and Toyota's latest sales figures to SoftBank CEO Masayoshi's comments on Get this, not artificial intelligence, but artificial general intelligence. We've got more corporate headlines in focus. And joining us on the line is David Poe, Head of Investment and ESG Strategies South Asia at Amandi. David, welcome. Hi, hi. Always glad to be here. Always glad to have you on board. And let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the STI fare today so far, especially after that robust drop report out of the US last night? Any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, the Singapore stock market followed the uh, downtrend in the US. is down about 1.5%. And there are no surprises because of the rising yields that caused a lot of investors to be very worried about the potential hit to economic growth globally. So the biggest movers, as you correctly mentioned, are the three banks because they are very interest rate sensitive. Mm. Uh, the developers, the REITs, as well as the energy sectors also was hit quite badly. If the economic growth slows down, the demand for energy will also slow down. Mm. And let's zoom in on some of the companies to watch, David. Very quickly yeah. here, we have... Uh engineering firm called Advance because CIAS yesterday raised questions over why its capital reduction exercise appears to have failed. Take us through what transpired. Is this a cause for concern though? Uh, right. Uh, when I looked at this, I just saw uh, on the news that um, on I think it was late August, the mm. company announced some capital reduction exercise. Uh, some They want to return some uh, excess capital back to the shareholders, something about 23 cents per, per ordinary shares. Mm. Um, after that, on the 29th of September, mm. during the EGM, the Extraordinary uh, General Meeting, uh, there were 19% that voted for this uh, capital uh, reduction exercise. However, 40% of this... Um, owned by one single major shareholder, mm. voted against this uh, exercise. And that's why the, the capital reduction exercise failed. Mm. Okay, and let's take a look at some corporate headlines around the world. Uh, David, SoftBank CEO Masayoshi-san, he said he believes in what not AI artificial intelligence, but artificial general intelligence. Basically, this means AI that surpasses human intelligence and almost 
all areas, smarter than all of us. And he believes that artificial general intelligence, AGI, will be realised in 10 years. Now, at the same time, uh, we have chip designer Arm, which is backed by SoftBank, of course, touting that its chip designs are more energy efficient. It could become increasingly sought to power AI. Your thoughts on the future of Arm, given how Amandi is focused on the longer term? Well, uh, firstly, you're right in the sense uh, artificial intelligence and artificial general intelligence have two different things. Yeah. The artificial intelligence describes something very specialized. For example, you ask the AI to write a, a, a poem about uh, Amundi. They'll probably write something very nicely about Amundi. Um, if you want the AI to specialize in writing a, a poem or a topic on a specialized project, and then this AI to do something else, for example, repair a car, they will never be able to do it. Mm. AGI, on the other hand, is able to do it. And you're right in the sense AGI is something that is more powerful than AI. So that's what we call a strong AI. They're able to do bigger things, more things, broader things, rather than a specialized item. Now, um, are we able to realize this within the next 10 years? I think it's very uh, optimistic view. Mm. Uh, yeah. It is too early to say, but I think it's very early days. You don't expect a lot of uh, things to be powered by this AGI chip. For example, the dentist. You don't expect some robots to come and look at your dentist, uh, dental and your teeth and start repairing and, and start uh, mm. cutting out all your different tools, you know. Mm. So AI, AGI, within the next 10 years to, to overcome us, I think it's, it's a bit too optimistic. On your question about mm. arm, yeah. on longer term, the business model is still uh, very positive. Um, if you look at ARM Holdings, it is actually uh, international semiconductors and uh, and uh, software design company. Mm. So right now, in the AI space, there are a lot of opportunities that exist, such as the data center, automotive, cloud computing. And this is where there's a lot, a lot of opportunities for ARM Holdings to participate in. From AI, let's take a look at cars, David. General Motors and Toyota Motor posted double-digit gains in US new car sales for the just-ended quarter. The question is, what is driving that resilient demand? How long do you expect the positive momentum to continue? Um, Okay, Uh, what you mentioned is just two examples of uh, cars growth. Um, GM and Toyota both Mm. led by rising passenger cars as well as trucks. But there are other companies that did not do so well in the U.S. Uh, for example, Stellantis as well as Mercedes, it was down like mm. 39% and 10% year on year, respectively, uh, because of the declining demand in passenger car. Now, what is driving this demand is partly fundamentals and partly because of uh, cost or rather pricing. Uh, if you look at the price of cars in the U.S., they have been dropping uh, quite a fair bit, which is stimulating demand, especially on the electric vehicles. Uh, remember, Tesla was cutting its prices quite aggressively. Uh, I was reading one of the articles. I think yeah. the, some cars are priced down as much as 19% drop compared to June of 2022. So this lowering price caused demand to increase. Uh, the other factor is also because the U.S. market is still very re- resilient. The economy is still fundamentally very strong. Mm. Uh, wages are still rising. Uh, labor as a job market is still very powerful, uh, still remain very strong. There is a there is an imbalance between the supply and the demand of labor, and which is why uh, demand for cars is continues to be to be very strong in this case.
Mm. And uh, David, let's wrap up the conversation uh, looking at what's right. next for stock markets uh, within Asia and also elsewhere, right? Seasonality shows that Asian equities performed the best over the last three months of the year. But then we have a Bloomberg News survey of regional money managers. They suggested that history may not repeat itself this time round. So your thoughts on where stocks are likely to move for 4Q in Asia, also in the U.S.? Um, it is true. I, I, I agree with what Bloomberg has just mentioned. In the fourth quarter this year, we're facing a lot of headwinds. Uh, firstly, is the U.S. interest rate, or rather the central banks around the world. Uh, rates are remaining higher for longer. Everyone is expecting uh, rates to soften a bit because inflation appears to be peaking. However, this is not the case. Uh, the fundamentals and economic growth in the U.S. still remain very resilient. And these uh, higher rates is definitely going to hit the uh, the sentiment as well as the uh, equity markets in the U.S. Uh, mm. On the other hand, uh, valuation is fair. I don't think valuation in the U.S. is very stretched at the moment given the strong economic fundamentals. So in Mamandi, we are neutral in the U.S. Uh, equity market. In Asia, on the other hand, we are a little bit uh, cautious. Uh, we are slightly underweight Asia, uh, mainly in China, because mm. of the uh, growth momentum, the macro momentum is pretty weak in China. And that is may have a negative impact to the rest of Asian region. Mm. Uh, in Asia, we like uh, India as well as uh, Indonesia because of its uh, solid economic, uh, economic uh, momentum. Mm. And inflation appears to be peaking as well. And yeah. they are probably the first to cut rates if, if uh, inflation mm. were to slow down. Right. Exciting days indeed. Thanks a lot, David. That was yes. David Poe, Head You're of welcome. Investment and ESG Strategies, South Asia at Amandi. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.